Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Alex Struckmeyer about her Wishes Collection wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned this event at American Adventure Rotunda and how everything turned out. So welcome, Alex. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. I've actually been a Disney fan my whole life. Ever since I was born, we've basically been Disney Vacation Club members. And actually, we're for our DVC, Old Key West is our home base, which was the first DVC resort. So as long as I can remember, I've always dreamt of Disney being my potential wedding venue just was waiting on the Prince Charming to come along, if you will. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, when I met my now husband, Aaron, I converted him to a Disney fan. And when he proposed, it was at Disney. And we were contemplating other venues, but all along in the back of my head, I knew it had to be Disney. From the time I was a little girl, my dad would tell me to envision how certain things would be. And as I got older and was dating Aaron. He reminded me like, Hey, this could be your spot one day. And so it was amazing that that dream for a very, very, very long time became a reality. That's fantastic. So it sounds like your family was not at all surprised by the announcement. Was his family or any of your friends? Did they say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe we have to go to Disney for your wedding. It's funny. I have numerous friends that have never stepped foot on Disney property and they kind of would mess around with me and say, Hey, it's not going to happen. But lo and behold, little did they know, they actually were going to be not only on property, but in a park. And that was a surprise on our invitations. We actually did not disclose where the reception or cocktail hour were going to be. Partially, maybe just with Florida weather, we weren't sure, but we really, really wanted it to be a surprise and for guests to experience that Disney magic. So they were definitely surprised when they saw the venue. And then my husband's family was surprised, but I think they thought it would be it would be over the top Disney, which it certainly can be. Disney can deliver anything and everything that you as a bride and or groom want. We wanted subtle Disney. So I think they were they were pleasantly surprised and happy that it wasn't way too crazy with Disney. That is a great idea to keep it a surprise because if you're providing transportation, all they have to do is get to the ceremony and then everything after that, they don't need to know what it is. <laughs> exactly. It it was definitely an interesting conversation to have with our planner, but then once we told her why, she was totally on board, loved the idea, and even during the rehearsal, everything, it was mentioned, oh, it's a surprise, we're not giving anything away to the bridal party, and so we worked with Shelly from Themes Come True, and 
when we were working with her on wording, we had to be careful just to not give anything away, but to also remind people post-ceremony, please stay put. Don't wander away. Your magical coach awaits. I forget the exact wording, but yeah, we, we did not list a single thing for cocktail hour or the reception. And they were definitely pleasantly surprised. And then with weather, there were also a couple incidents, which I'm sure I'll touch on later, but it actually worked out with our guests not knowing anything. They didn't know maybe some of what they missed out on a little bit. Interesting. Okay. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited around 130 people and we ended up with 104, including myself and Aaron. Interesting. Are they mostly from the East Coast or do any of them live in Florida? A good amount of Aaron's friends live in the state, but still most of our family and my friends had to travel from kind of all over. We had friends from Seattle fly in from up north. We had also sent out our save the dates close to a year in advance. Basically, once we found out our date from Disney, we got save the dates sent out very shortly thereafter, just so people were aware and if they could make the trip great. So we definitely had a very high amount of people make our wedding, which was fantastic. That's great. So how did you choose those ceremony and reception venues? All along, I, I loved the boardwalk. Although Old Key West has been my home away from home, the boardwalk has been my second home away from home. And that, again, is where Aaron had proposed. So I thought we would maybe make something work over there. And although we loved the ballrooms, just the minute we walked into American Adventure, there's something about it that's so unique and so special. And then the option to have cocktail hour outside at Italy Isola made it all the better. So once we saw that and saw some pictures with our consultant at the time, we were pretty much sold that if we're doing a Disney wedding, we, we want to, within a certain budgetary constraints, we want to do it and American Adventure fit within our budget. That's great. And how about for the ceremony? The ceremony was at the wedding pavilion, which that all along to has been my dream to get married there. And I didn't realize actually prior to planning a Disney wedding and reading your book, I thought, oh, we could just have our wedding at the wedding pavilion. And then wherever we end up having the reception, you can go off property if you wanted. And that's definitely not the case. So your guide came in handy to really set me straight and know what we could and could not do before even talking to the Disney wedding team. Oh, that's interesting. And so because of your guest count, you had to do wishes and then they require you to do the reception. Exactly. I see. Okay. So did you guys have a theme or colors that you incorporated into your events? We definitely had colors. So we went with charcoal grays and lavenders and silvers and whites. So we stuck within that color range. And then for a theme, we honestly were tossing out a lot of buzzwords at the time. And what we landed on was a modern romantic fairy tale. We wanted it to be very elegant, very classic. And I also am a huge fan of Beauty and the Beast. I, I love Belle. I can't even count the number of times I was Belle for Halloween. Um, so mm-hmm. there were subtle nods to Beauty and the Beast, such as where we had our escort cards for our guests. There was a rose in the glass dome with little petals spread around the table. We had be our guest be played prior to dinner being served. And then everything else was 
more just that whimsical Disney, such as phrases with Once Upon a Time, Happily Ever After, but no other main characters or um, certain themes were used. Got it. So then what kind of entertainment did you have at the reception? We had a DJ. We had DJ Charles Miles, who was absolutely amazing. And I found him through the Diz Bride Facebook group and looking through your guide. And he was actually one of the first requests I had made, which I'm very thankful we did. He kept the party going. We had a pretty young crowd, which helped in terms of making sure everyone was out having a good time on the dance floor. But he was amazing to work with, very collaborative and let Aaron and I know anything that was coming up, such as our last dance, or this is when we want you guys to bring out your college flags. He was, his communication was beyond stellar. Interesting. So did you, how did you incorporate the college flags? So I went to the University of Richmond and Aaron went to the University of Florida. And those were our two main friend groups that were represented at the wedding. And the University of Florida has very particular marching songs and chants. So we knew that we wanted to incorporate that. So after dinner and after the father-daughter dance and the mother-son dance, we had sent Charles a small clip of a Florida Gator song. And we asked our planner to keep two college flags underneath the sweetheart table. So she went ahead and grabbed that for the Florida Gator song. So we have some really cool pictures of that. And same for the University of Richmond. I picked a different song that was meaningful to my girlfriends and I, but we we had a lot of fun during those moments. It was it was really special to to carry those flags around and have our friends with us for that moment. Hmm. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Definitely. So we loved everything we had food-wise. I would say one thing to keep in mind is the sides that they list were fantastic and I'm glad that we tried them during our tasting, but you do have some flexibility. One of that we had a risotto. It was a champagne and herb risotto. It was out of this world. It was I wish I could have eaten more of it. It was so so good. And then for our cake flavor, we had two different flavors. The tier that we cut into was a lemon cake with raspberry mousse, which was our favorite. And then the other was a marble cake with dark chocolate crisps mousse in the middle, which was, we wanted to appeal to both people that love your typical chocolate, vanilla, and others that maybe like that sweeter fruity taste. So really can't go wrong either way, but I would say the lemon cake with the raspberry mousse was our our favorite. We cannot wait to have it for an anniversary cake come next March. <laughs> did you add any other events to your wedding, like a welcome party? We did, actually. So we, it was a very last minute plan, but we had a grand villa at Old Key West. So what we ended up doing was having a champagne and dessert welcome party, and it was catered by a catering company local to Orlando. And it was amazing. And the beauty about the welcome party too, was it gave Aaron and I the flexibility during the wedding to do table touches, but we had also spent so much time with everyone at the welcome party that we were able to still have a great amount of time on the dance floor and not feel like we had to have really long conversations with people that had flown from across the country for us. But thankfully we had the time to see them a couple days beforehand. That's interesting. That's a good point. What company did you use for catering? We used Puffin Stuff and the spread of desserts they had. I I was 
I had to be very cautious because I had a wedding dress to fit into two days later, but the desserts were amazing. We had chocolate cigars, we had a fondue station, and we actually had a gentleman there who poured champagne for us. So he served as a bartender, but that was something that we had picked up at Total Wine a couple days beforehand, but they provided the silverware, the glasses. It was such a wonderful time. And again, to interact with our guests before the wedding and have it be a much more relaxed vibe. It was, it was perfect. And I'm really glad that we decided within, it was, I think a matter of three weeks to do that. Wow. That's great that it all came together so well. Yeah. And what's also great, we we use that as an opportunity to really talk through the transportation guide. I had created that on my own with the help of one of my mom's colleagues and essentially the transportation guide, because our guests still at this point had no idea where they were going. The welcome party allowed us to really walk through what that looks like, answer any questions, but everyone was, was good to go once they had that transportation pamphlet. That's a great tip. Can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? Our wedding was on a Saturday and we had hair and makeup start around 9am because we were the seven, we actually, our ceremony, we had pushed it to start a little bit early. We actually ended up starting at 7.15 when I think normally the ceremony would have started at 7.30. And the reason for that was we wanted to bake in more time to take any pictures afterwards and not feel rushed to get over to Epcot for illuminations. So backing in from the 7.15 ceremony time was when we had makeup at 9 a.m. The Roots and Polk Bros, who I used for videography, came around, I believe it was 2 o'clock. By 4.30 was when we were in the shuttle on the way to the Grand Floridian. And I first had a first look with my dad. Again, from the time I was a little girl, he had imagined what it would be like for him to see me in a wedding dress walking down the grand staircase at the grand. So I know normally I think a lot of brides and grooms will have that opportunity to have a first look with their to-be spouse, but that was a very meaningful spot for my dad and I. So we did that there first. And then I went out to what Gen Z Root calls her fountain, which it truly is. What they do with those photos out there is amazing, but... That's where Aaron and I did our first look. And then we had about an hour or so to do portraits and some family photos. And then right before we were supposed to head over to the wedding pavilion, it downpoured. (gasps) Like downpoured where we were behind the staircase and you're overlooking the pool of the Grand Floridian and they have that massive bucket that pours the water on the kids. Yes. And I'm I'm in my wedding dress sitting there thinking, wow, that's a lot of water that I don't remember the cadence being that quick. And then my bridesmaids are keeping me calm, like, oh yeah, must they must have picked it up when sure enough it it just that moment the storm had rolled in, which it had threatened to be there all day, which thankfully it had just waited until the ceremony, but that did make it interesting with the umbrella bubble as the wedding team called it, but they were fantastic in making sure that I did not get wet. None of my girls got wet. And um, yeah, the ceremony then still was able to start at 7.15 and the rain had cleared out thankfully after that. So once the ceremony was done at around 7.40 was when we took a couple more pictures inside the pavilion, all of our guests and our bridal party headed over 
to the surprise location, which they sure enough found out it was Epcot. And then we were inside of American Adventure for maybe about 30 minutes or so, and then had to go back out to Italy for illuminations. Um, unfortunately, due to the rain, we could not have our cocktail hour outside. That had to be at the upstairs part of the rotunda, but illuminations still went off right on time. So that was really cool to, to have with our guests. And then following illuminations, we were inside the rotunda from about 9.30 until right until the end at 1.30 in the morning. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So food and alcohol, the bar package were pretty big numbers that we knew ahead of time, especially with our guest count. So we wanted to make sure with the later ceremony time and at what point people would be eating dinner that we had plenty of food. Um, so a good amount of our budget went towards towards that, which we do not regret because the food was amazing. And we had four different appetizers. Other than that, there were a couple elements within the wedding pavilion that we wanted to make sure we incorporated, such as the aisle runner. That was one thing I found on Instagram that you could frame it afterwards. There's a lot of cool things you can really do with your aisle runner afterwards. And it's actually framed in our apartment currently. So that was, that's a nice touch that we have every day to remind us of our wedding. And then for other decor pieces, we went through Disney, but when we got certain pricing back from, let's say the floral team, that's when I really started using social media to find other resources that still made it very unique, very modern classic fairy tale, but just went a little outside of the norm of not using the Disney floral team. Interesting. Can you give some examples? Sure. So one thing that I love about social media is you can get down a rabbit hole and that can lead towards <laughs> great things or it can lead towards you need to put your phone down and walk away. And I'm not sure how I first came across Sabrina, but Sabrina owns an Instagram account called For the Love of Crafts by RBT. And I first found her through, she creates these amazing interchangeable signs. So it could say the Struckmeyer family. And she had different Disney themed pieces that you could put in the middle, whether it was for Christmas or Valentine's Day. And from there, I worked with her over Instagram and she helped create a custom piece, which we used for our engagement photos. It was a part of our rehearsal dinner. And working with her, she had other small businesses through Instagram that were also tagged on some of her posts. And that's how I then came across the Painted Mouse. And Jessica owns that account. And she does these beautiful watercolor paintings. And I actually ended up using Jessica for our signature bar sign, for our guest book sign. What? And then uh, um, the other thing I used her for was a picture of the wedding pavilion. So there are these unique things that could not be taken away from us and they're framed in our home forever. And she was so much fun to work with and collaborate with and add those subtle Disney touches, which Aaron and I had both wanted. The third person that I really used a lot on Instagram was it's an, actually I used three Jessica's and one <laughs> Sabrina, um, which, which made it easy to remember. But the, the other Jessica I worked with, um, she owns an account called The Blonde Ruby, and she does 
custom embroidery and it's all Disney themed. It's the cutest thing. She actually just came out with a Halloween one today, which I've contemplated purchasing and I'm holding off for as long as I can. But Jessica helped create bridesmaids robes for myself and my girls. And the fun part about that was there are so many different Etsy accounts, which the prices were increased because you have to buy the robe through them and you had to buy the embroidery and shipping, all of that. In working with Jessica, she gave me a different option where I, I just paid for the embroidery and shipping, but it came out so beautiful. And she worked with our colors and our theme. So that was that was really, really great to find her. And then the final person on Instagram who I found was another Jessica, the final one. <laughs> she owned Pop the Fizz shop, and it was actually a brand new shop. I don't know what number sale I was for her. But she created custom tumblers for me for my girls. I was a little nervous having champagne flowing throughout the bridal suite that we would spill something. So tumblers I knew all along I would maybe want to have. And what Jessica created for me was a hidden Mickey tumbler, meaning within the font, if there's an I or at the end of a script, she put a little Mickey. So again, kind of tying into our overarching theme of Disney is very much so present, but in subtle ways here and there. Interesting. Okay. And then the other thing I was curious about, you said you framed the writing on your aisle runner. Did you do that through Disney or did you DIY? I DIY. But what's nice is at the end of the evening, Disney packaged our aisle runner for us and they already cut a big piece of it. So they give you enough border where if you want to then go ahead and frame it and work with a border, there's plenty there to do so but they put a cute little note on it and a really nice ribbon. So that was, that was a fun little package to find the next day because I had no, I I knew we were going to receive it. I just wasn't sure when, but end of the night, it's already ready to go for you. Wow. That's great. When you were planning, what aspects were less important where you saved your time or you saved your money? Originally, I had really thought I wanted characters and the, Cinderella's coach there and I still it would have been fantastic but because of our guests and a lot of them actually they were all adults we had no kids there we knew we still wanted to spend majority of our budget on certain decor pieces as well as the food and beverage I think having Mickey and Minnie there would have been amazing but DJ Charles Miles did such a great job with keeping the dance floor so lively that it was totally okay that they were not there. And then just given the weather incident we had, looking back, it would have been a dream to have been in the coach. But again, we had used our budget in other ways for the food and with the weather. I don't know if that would have hindered the ride or how that would have worked, but all in all, it ended up being great. And we actually were in a shuttle with the Roots and Polk Bros, and we were all laughing and having a really good time. So that was a fun ride to take with them over to Epcot from the wedding pavilion. That's great. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My favorite memory was walking into Epcot, clearing those giant green gates and seeing Spaceship Earth. It it was, it was something that I I've seen it so many times living in Orlando, going to Epcot at night to see illuminations, but when I was there in my bridal gown with my new husband next to me, it just put a whole different meaning on Epcot and being there. 
And then the fact that the weather finally had cleared for illuminations, it was looking so dicey. And even the media guides, as they were walking us into the park, they were unsure if it was going to happen or not. So the fact that we had illuminations there and still, and being on that bridge in Italy was by far my, my ultimate favorite moment. (laughs) That's great. So you talked about the rain. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Not that I didn't expect, but there were I, there was a little bit of miscommunication with the Disney team. And part of that was they had tried everything they could to keep cocktail hour outside. But as a result of that, it had delayed the timeline for when they were getting set up inside. And A couple of our guests had told us that when they were upstairs in the rotunda having cocktail hour, it was a little difficult for them to hear Charles announce, hey, Illuminations is in 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. So a good amount of our guests still made it out to Illuminations, but there was a point in time when it had just started and it was only Aaron and I on the bridge. And we had no idea what was happening, where everyone was. And sure enough, it was just... I think with the echo in the rotunda, they couldn't hear that announcement, but sure enough, they made their way out there. But that's the only thing I wish um, we had firmed up a little bit more is you never want rain to happen, but as a backup plan, how do they make sure everyone gets out there? Just something that I looking back, I would have definitely double checked on, on that communication effort. Got it. Okay. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I was very worried about our guests and the transportation. And reason being is I I felt like with announcing we were having a Disney wedding, there were questions coming left and right that, that were all over the place regarding transportation. But sure enough, the team there really made sure everyone got on the bus properly. There were no issues there. So I was, I was stressing out about it way more than I needed to. Um, but that's where just have faith in the Disney team and they make sure that people get on the right bus and where they need to go. So other than that, there were, there was nothing else that I, I stressed out a lot about that ended up being not too bad on the day of. <laughs> that's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think the main thing I would still do is double check a rain backup plan. And it's so tough in Florida because March typically here is a relatively dry season, but you still have to prepare for that Florida unknown where anything could happen. So I, I, I definitely would have just because of my personality, I would have liked to have confirmed that a little bit more. But other than that, every, the day was totally smooth. Everything ran on schedule. Our planner, Jamie, did the best job and made sure we were always eating, that we had a drink in hand. The team did such a great job catering to our to our every possible need. And and yeah, I, I really wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> That's so great to hear. Do you have any other tips or advice for future wishes couples? Definitely go through your guide. It is truly something that whether you read a chapter a day or just to go back and look at for a reference guide, it was super helpful to have that on hand. And then explore different options for decor pieces. Don't be afraid when you first get your BEO 
that there were definitely moments I had to close my computer and not look at the BEO and realize we will get to where we need to be. Um, but between your guide and then looking at other options, joining the Facebook group, the everyone who is in there was so helpful. There are a couple of Disney brides in particular that I had communicated with both via Facebook and via Instagram that were beyond pleasant to work with and helped answer my zillions of questions. So there's, there's all these different resources. And, and again, when it comes to the BEO, don't be afraid to look down other avenues. Just because Disney is offering you one thing doesn't mean that needs to be the end all be all. In certain circumstances, it definitely has to be like if you have a wishes wedding, and then you go into Epcot there, you can't bring in certain things. But there are other parts that you can customize and make totally unique to you and your spouse. Um, so yeah, def- I, and that's the beauty of social media now too, is there's a lot of great ways you can find what you're looking for and you can find someone local or a small business to support to go ahead and create your dream. That's great advice. Well, Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>